the Business Buzz Podcast. The, the Business Buzz. Good day and welcome to the Business Buzz for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on VOW FM. That's Voice of Vits um, 88.1. We're broadcasting live from our studios right here in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. My name is Ndiwa Mob, Justice Gavaza, and I'll be your host for today. Now, who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining? Uh, definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we seek to unpack um, and keep you entertained, educated and intrigued about the world of business. Now, for today, we are coming back uh, to the issue of small businesses. Uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, small uh, small business survival toolkits. This is part two. Um, we actually did part one of this uh, in May. And uh, we are just going to be talking about the fact that uh, with over 95% of all companies in South Africa being small and medium enterprises, uh, business owners are anxious about the state of the economy amid the pandemic and how it's likely to to going to affect them in the long run. Uh, today we look at uh, how exactly are small businesses surviving during the lockdown and if there's going to be a need for South Africans to start exploring the option of focusing more on sustainable business opportunities to be able to uh, withstand challenging um, economic circumstances. So to sort of help us to navigate the topic, um, we're going to be talking to someone who is no stranger to the show and that that is Lebo Pasha, who is a business strategist and the general manager of uh, the African Management Institute. And he's going to be, you know, joining us to talk about this. Uh, we joined, uh, he joined us, sorry, um, in the first uh, show uh, together with his colleague Irene when they were talking to us about their boot camps. And for today, they're just coming back to tell us a little bit more around some of the initiatives and the interventions and that they've been running and he's also coming through with them to do Zintlovu, uh, founder of a vision future hub beauty spa uh, who's going to be you know joining us because he's been uh, on some of uh, ami's uh, programs and he's actually implemented uh, some of the strategies that they uh, talk about in their workshops so for today it's just uh, trying to understand you know some of the value that actually comes in a practical sense uh, from some of these uh, SME workshops that we hear a lot about. So it's going to be a good one, definitely. If you want to join in the conversation and let us know uh, what's uh, what you think, remember that you can uh, join us on Facebook. That's of our FM Voice of Viz. You can also join our other Facebook page that is of His Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VARFM, and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. You can also stream the station live on varfm.co.za. And remember that uh, the business buzz uh, podcasts are available on vizjournalism.co.za forward slash business. Alternatively, you can find us on iono.fm, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. Um, coming up uh, for the next hour, we're also going to be getting into the business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. And we're also going to be getting into the Buffalo Index for the state of your 100 rand. So that's how the show is going to be looking like. Definitely make sure you don't turn that down. We're here for the next hour. Keep it locked. This is 88.1. Business Wrap with Ken Sweatman. It's time for us to get into the business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. And on the line, we are joined by our financial expert, Ken Swettenham, on the line. Uh, greetings, Ken. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, yourself? Huh? No, 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 no. We're doing all right. Doing all right. Um, how has, uh, you know, this uh, this week been going, I guess, in the economy, in the markets, um, from what you've been uh, perhaps paying attention to? Well, it is surprisingly enough, and I'm, and I'm sure I said this when I was last on your show, that our, our stock market is holding up incredibly well, considering we've got an economy on the ropes. Uh, you, you wouldn't expect that at all. Um, the, the, uh, we don't have to go into details of what's happening in the economy, but there have been job losses in the region of 3 million. In fact, it's a figure I've, I've heard bended around in job losses. Um, we've still got a lot of businesses not operating, a lot of businesses operating at only partial 
capacity, like the restaurant industry, for example. And of course, even businesses who were operating, like alcohol sales, who are no longer operating. So it's 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 really an economy that is suffering to, at, at very best. But having said that, although we had a stock market, uh, I won't call it a crash, but we had a severe downturn in the stock market during March as, as the lockdown became fairly obvious. We've had a reasonably good recovery, and we are down on the year, but we're only down about 4%, which in the bigger scheme of things is well, it's not, not great for investments, but it's not a huge train smash either. So our stock market is holding up. Today it was down very slightly, just one third of a percent to close at 55,729. And the other aspect, uh, which we often talk about, is the currency. And the currency is a surprisingly strong and currently trading at 16.55 to the US dollar, 20.92 to the pound, and for those who may be interested, under 19 at 18.93 to the euro. So um, strong currency, a stock market that's holding its own. Um, yeah, it, it could be worse, I can tell you that, Madiba. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, the only other thing I wanted to perhaps check with you is I think the last time that uh, we spoke, we were sort of kidding about uh, the fact that we seem to have been uh, moving towards um, what we termed as uh, level three light at the time. But, uh, you know, with the the recent announcements by the president, um, which you touched on just now around uh, the the non-sale of alcohol, which recently uh, came came back into effect and uh, some uh, the curfews uh, that have also come into effect. Uh, has there been any immediate uh, reaction to any of that or is that just one of those things that um, we're just going to have to see the impact of over time? Well, yes, I think it will be a longer-term impact. There's been no immediate reaction in the economy, not from an economic point of view, because there's been a lot of political comment. Needless to say, one or two of our opposition parties, the DA in particular, has been quite vocal that government aren't doing things right. And we have to be realistic. There's a very fine balance between trying to get the health needs of the country right. And, you know, our infections do appear to be going up quite drastically at the moment and, and keeping the economy ticking over somehow. There's been talk of going down to lockdown level five. In my opinion, that would be absolutely devastating and I don't think we would do that because it would do, it would grind the economy to an absolute halt and just put many more thousands of people out of work. So the government uh, is treading that tightrope between trying to force the population to to abide by the social distancing rules and wearing of masks and keeping infections to a minimum, yet still hoping to get the economy turning. And um, it's a very, very difficult path to tread. But the, the, the alcohol sales, just as an example, yes, it's very devastating on the economy, particularly certain sections of the economy. But the reason they're doing it is because it appears that a, a portion of our population can't drink responsibly. And alcohol does fill up hospital beds through car accidents and, and violence that seems to occur. And they need these beds open for, for potential COVID-19 patients. And that seems to be the motivation for stopping the alcohol sales rather than an economic one uh, from what I can see here. So that's been us with our financial expert, Ken Swetton. I'm on the line, just giving us a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. Um, just highlighting the fact that uh, um, things are, you know, taking up, you know, somewhat because uh, we are opening up. But the fact that uh, we have some rising cases is a cause for concern. Um, that said, uh, the equity markets have been, you know, they've been uh, chugging along. All right. Um, in the last uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, they've been chugging along all right in the last couple of weeks and also just talking about uh, the fact that um, alcohol sales and uh, the president's recent announcements is something the effects of which are likely to be seen more um, on a long-term basis as opposed to something that is um, that is immediate and uh, just given the reasoning that uh, the president gave around hospital beds and just making sure that the health system can cope purely with with COVID-19 without the added pressure of uh, other health emergencies like road accidents is an imperative right now. So that's been it uh, for this business wrap on the other side of this. We get into the Buffalo Index. Business wrap with Ken Sweatman.
the Buffalo Index on the Business Buzz. It's time for us to get into the Buffalo Index. That's when we tell you the state of your 100 Rand. And because today we're talking about the small business advice, uh, with the small business workshops, we decided to go out and find out what it means to actually get an education in uh, small business management. So the first one is uh, coming through. Uh, there is a course in uh, small business management, a proficiency course. Um, that is a six-month course. Uh, that is uh, coming through um, uh, from uh, SME, you know, SME South Africa. And it looks to be, you know, quite an interesting one um, that they are offering here. And uh, that's coming in at around 5,000 Rand. That's 4,999 Rand uh, for the six-month course. So in terms of your buffalo, you need about uh, 50 of these um, to be able to educate yourself. And then alternatively, there's, uh, the Academy of Work um, has something called the Small Business Entrepreneurship Program, um, which is a nine-month study program, and that's coming in at ten thousand rand, or a um, you know a thousand a. 100 buffaloes, sorry, uh, or um, 60 buffaloes after a bursary that they seem to be providing. Um, alternatively, for those that aren't looking on the high, high end, uh, lower, you know, lower down, if you're looking for, you know, more accessible uh, tools, uh, you can actually go uh, to LinkedIn Learning. Uh, they actually have courses around content marketing, um, search uh, engine optimization, social media marketing, um, email marketing, lead generation uh, because LinkedIn learning is a is an American massive opening online course um, that actually offers video courses taught by industry experts uh, course categories include technology creative and uh, business skills you are also able to download LinkedIn learning on your smartphone via um, one or one of the app stores and they offer a number of different programs now in terms of uh, the prices uh, the platform offers a month's free trial and thereafter you have to be paying per month uh, for a basic plan coming in at around two buffaloes uh, that's 201 rand um, and then for the premium package, they, uh, they, that one comes in at, uh, almost three buffaloes. That's 288 rand about. And you can also have the option of actually paying per annum for some of these, uh, some of these plans. Alternatively, you can also look at, um, you know, AMI. That's the African Management Institute. You know, our guest is, uh, from, uh, AMI and they've been doing a series of uh, free boot camps, um, to actually help you. So that might be an opportunity to get some business advice so that's how your buffalo is looking like for today on the other side of this uh, we are gonna get into the main topic the buffalo index on the business bus you're tuned in to the business bus Welcome back to the business buzz. And for today, we are talking uh, around, uh, you know, survival toolkits for small businesses. This is uh, part two. Um, we recently had another show just talking about um, what the impact has been um, on small business for uh, because of COVID-19. Um, and right now, we just want to get into some of the ways in which businesses can continue to operate, uh, perhaps use this time to, you know, reimagine themselves and uh, to actually you know thrive um, going forward uh, but before we get into the actual discussion remember that you can um, keep in touch with us uh, on Val FM uh, that's a voice of vids on Facebook you can also find our other Facebook page that is vids radio Academy on Twitter we're at Val FM and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz now to unpack these issues we are joined uh, by someone who is no stranger to the show, uh, we're joined by uh, Lebo Pasha, who is uh, the ge a general manager at uh, the African Management Institute, and he is going to be, you know, just giving us, um, you know, some insights into, you know, what um, the sector has been looking like.
like. And uh, we're also joined uh, by Mduduzin Lovu, who is the founder of Vision Future Hub Beauty Spa. And he's just going to be giving us some of the more practical insights into what it has meant uh, to actually operate a business uh, during this time. I think to start off, um, you know, Lebo, greetings to you. Can you, you know, we, we've heard it before, but I don't think we're ever going to get tired. Let us know what are you guys doing at AMI? So, um, greetings to you, Modiwa. Greetings to Duduzi as well and um, all the Vow FM listeners. Um, to kick off, I'd say AMI aims to help ambitious businesses across Africa to thrive. So we do this in various different ways, but um, we believe in using practical tools and also imparting skills to help businesses grow, to help SMEs grow and also scale up. Um, we work across the African continent. We've got an, Af- an office in Johannesburg, in Rwanda and Kigali, also in Kenya, but we've worked right across the continent and because of COVID-19 and the efforts we've put in, we've actually worked in uh, probably about 35 African countries so far over the past couple of months. Yeah. Okay, cool. And Mududuzi, um, Vision Future um, Hub Beauty Spa, can you tell us a little bit about that? Okay. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Mududuzi Lovu, the CEO of Vision Future Hub. Basically, Vision Future Hub, it was... It is a rebranded company where we were uh, the Dolls Beauty Salon. So what happened when you rebrand, you restructure, um, we do hair, we do nails, uh, we do a lot of beauty. Currently, we haven't started with the uh, massage and everything. So we have, we have identified where we say, listen, we are trading with our skills with no business uh, formal training or background. So I was introduced to AMI by one of my um, business associates and my business partner, Ignatius. So what I find out in AMI was that um, they, will, they will give you tools which are practical that you take to your business. So it's been a great journey having to join the AMI family and have been supportive throughout during before COVID, during COVID and post-COVID. I think as a follow-up for you, Mduduzi, can you just let us know, because you, you've started touching on before and during COVID, what did your business actually look like, um, you know, before before the crisis actually came into effect? Um, we were in a, a process of restructuring uh, trying to find our own feet. So unfortunately, the COVID hit us hard. Because you remember, we've spent a lot of money trying to rebrand, to refurbish the space, new furnitures. The lot was, we were expecting to recruit the money that we have spent uh, refurbishing the, the, the space. So it was, it was a, a, a blow. We, we haven't come up to our feet as yet. I think, Lebo, uh, I'd like to bring you in, uh, you know, on this on this front because he's already talking about, uh, you know, what I think uh, has been a very common experience, that there are a lot of people, a lot of business people, a lot of entrepreneurs that had plans. Um, they had sort of, you know, you start the beginning of the year, you've got your goals, New Year's resolutions, my business is going to thrive in this way. And then you're sort of hit uh, by, you know, this unexpected thing. What are some of the other things that you guys have sort of seen in the way that uh, businesses have been affected uh, by the lockdowns? I think um, what to do this highlighted has hit quite a lot of growing businesses where people have invested in a particular business model, they've invested in infrastructure backing a business model, only to find that um, we've moved to a very stagnant economy and customers are not buying or customers are buying in very different ways. So they've invested in infrastructure that is now either redundant, not being used anymore, or is probably relevant in the direction the business is moving in. The other thing we've seen is not just infrastructure, but the business itself 
becoming redundant. So, um, so for example, conferencing centers are really at, at, a, at a very bad space right now with a lot of uh, video conferencing um, being used because of social distancing. And we also foresee that video conferencing will be used going forward. So if you're running a conferencing center, um, you really need to rethink your business model and what you're actually selling to businesses. Because going forward, um, you're going to start seeing a lot less bookings. And another industry that's really been hit hard is the tourism sector. It hasn't really reopened yet. And we've already heard some um, really hard stories from, from the likes of Airbnb saying um, the COVID crisis has basically wiped off about seven years of growth and performance. Um, we're also seeing it locally with some of our big hotel groups um, asking some of their workers to, to go home and that they'll be called back when um, the tourism sector reopens. So there's definitely sectors that are more hard hit than others, but um, there are also some sectors that have seen opportunities increase. So anybody working in medical supplies, um, in transportation and logistics for those sort of products, um, working in food production and also working in the retail sector, specifically with more essential items. Um, those people have seen some continuing sales, but the ones who've seen increasing sales are the ones who've managed to adapt quite quickly to the changes in the customer needs. And those people have really managed to, to make a bit of money during this really difficult time. So we're seeing a lot of, a lot of negatives, but there's a few positive stories where people have managed to see opportunities um, in this crisis. I guess on that front of, uh, you know, perhaps seeing opportunities and actually adjusting to the new way of doing business. Um, Duduzi, you've told us what things were looking like before, you know, coming to the present. Um, what is, what is the business looking like? I think, um, hair salons and similar types of businesses were allowed to start operating, um, at the start of this month. I remember going to, you know, certain parts of uh, Randburg, and there were queues. You know, going out the door. You know, at some of the some of the hair salons, uh, because people hadn't cut. Some people hadn't cut their hair in almost three to four months. You know, so why, what, what, what has you know um, reopening your business and all of that? What has that meant? We are only in two weeks in operation, so we haven't have much bookings as yet. Because now we have cut the staff into three from five working staff. So now the thing that we want to do is to create the combos that will speak to our customers so that we will be now see are we growing the business or the business it's, it's, it's staying in, in one position or it's declining. So uh, I would say for me to say now the business is good or bad, it's too early. Remember, in, in two weeks, people were already having their budget. People have lost work. So we're expecting most of that we will lose some of the clients due to they don't have money or now they won't be prioritizing our services as yet because people are no longer earning full salaries. But um, I'm certainly sure that we will bounce back with the structure that we have and the management that we have and the plans that have been in place for us to bounce back. And what I would like to highlight is that the compliance have helped us a lot during the, 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 the pandemic because we were able to apply for relief funds and luckily we did receive some funds for the business, even though it was not enough because we have to to pay the operation cost, the, the, the rent and, and some stuff and to live on, on that a few money that we have received. You know, that's actually a very good uh, 
I like the fact that you're bringing up that point because uh, we actually spent a lot of time. We actually did two shows um, talking about uh, the relief that the government was giving to both businesses and individuals during the lockdown. What was your experience like, you know, applying, you know, actually knowing uh, about how to go about the applications, receiving the money? How was the actual experience for you? Um, Luckily... I'm too involved in an organization where we assist the informal sectors to be formal. So what we basically do, it's the compliance, it's so key and important. Your papers, when they are not in order, remember, government speak volume in terms of he wants his uh, his SARS, his, his vet and everything. So what I did prior to the COVID, We've managed to put our papers in order. We were banking, even though we were not banking that much, but we were banking constantly. We have our company registration documents. A lot of things were in order. So the links, when they were sent to the website of small uh, SMME, we did apply. The, 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 the Kulula Relief Fund, your banks, and all those uh, websites that were out there, we did apply and we did receive something from a, a, a Kulula Relief Fund, which was a, a grant, not a loan. So it, it helped us a lot. Uh, Lebo, I'd love to get your take on this on this matter. I remember I was just hearing an interesting statistic, which uh, you know, to be honest, saddened me uh, to you know to hear that. Um, some of the facilities that the government had made available, about 200 billion rand, um, that uh, less than, you know, 2 billion or 1% of that money had actually gone towards um, small businesses. So, you know, you have a lot of um, exposure to the space and to a number of business people. You know, would you say that that type of uh, statistic is sort of indicative of what you've been able, you know, to sort of gather? Because a lot of people are sort of um, coming up with ways to help people, whether it was banks uh, or whether it was the government. Has some Was this aid actually received by people um, that it was actually intended for? So, Mundiro, there's been a number of challenges um, that we've seen in, in implementation of a lot of the COVID relief. And one of the things we focus on in our entrepreneurship programs, like the program to participated on, um, are 24 practices, which are organizational habits that you have to have to enable your business to grow, to accelerate growth in your business. And one of the big challenges is um, record keeping. A lot of small businesses struggle with things like record keeping. And if you don't keep records, it's difficult to do your taxes. So it, it would automatically exclude you from some of the government funding initiatives if you haven't done any record keeping or haven't done your financials and you haven't submitted um, uh, or not up to date with your taxes. So you wouldn't have a tax clearance certificate. And then again, with the banks as well, you'd be required to submit some form of proof that your business is operating. So if you're operating purely from a cash basis and you don't have any other record of your transactions, you'd again fall off that sort of um, funding train. Um, and, there's, and there's a lot of other challenges that are that are typical for SMEs or, or micro-enterprises in particular. And those are some of the challenges that I think um, were not really thought through thoroughly from, from a government point of view on how do you reach micro-enterprises that do not have records, that do not have um, all of their compliance in order and not exclude them from getting the assistance because um, the mere fact that they, their compliance and their record keeping and their financials are not up to date does not mean that they do not require that assistance. So th there's definitely a lot of challenges around um, around some of the quali qualification criteria that have been put out by the different organizations, including the banks, including some of the, the government's DFIs as well. 
So we are uh, here with uh, uh, Lebo and Mududuzi just talking about, uh, you know, some of the challenges um, facing the SME sector and uh, the interventions that uh, Lebo and his team have been putting together um, for small businesses. Uh, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll be back on the other side of this. Forget what the little buddy told you. Follow us, follow us, follow us at BoFM and join the conversation. The, the business does. Before we continue with our conversation around, you know, the small business survival toolkits, um, it's time for us to get into the COVID business watch. Uh, this is a new segment. Uh, we were going to be looking at how different industries and industry players have been responding or have been firstly affected and secondly responding. And I guess the outlook around, um, you know, their particular industries and business. So for today, our producer, Slind Lemsi, uh, spoke to Homozo Mampuru, who is a pharmacist by profession with a Bachelor of Pharmacy degree from uh, the University of Limpopo's uh, Tuflop campus, uh, currently working for the Department of Health in Limpopo province and actually is a part-time self-taught makeup artist and the CEO of uh, uh, Lehots uh, Makeup, which was founded in 2017. The company is actually based in Polokwane, uh, but offering services to clients all around South Africa. So we basically went and asked her how did um, her beauty, uh, the beauty business actually get affected by uh, the global pandemic? Um, do you think you are going to recover quickly and why? And why would you advise um, other beauty business owners um, to actually do during this time? So here's what they had to say. You know, the beauty industry in South Africa is a huge and um, broad industry and very much in demand. I mean, any lady wants to look good for whatever um, event they are, they are attending, be it a wedding, their graduation, a party, a baby shower. And since the start of the COVID-19 and the 21 days lockdown in South Africa, it has really impacted business in a huge way. I mean, for me personally, as a makeup artist, whereby I had clients lined up uh, almost every weekend, clients booked, fully booked, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every weekend. Uh, it has really impacted my business in a huge way, financially more than any other way. Because, I mean, if there are no clients, uh, it means there is no form of money that is coming in, you know. And um, recovering from this this pandemic is going to be, it's going to be really, really, really tricky because we have to consider two things. Number one, when is this COVID-19 going to end? And number two, when the country is going to go back to normal? And uh, until those two points have been met, then it's still going to be a roller coaster ride for people in the business, uh, in the beauty industry. And even though things go back to normal, like in the country very soon, um, people still have to reschedule like uh, events that they had planned, like your weddings, they will have to be rescheduled. Uh, some people would not want to do parties anymore because the set date has been, uh, uh, has already passed. So there is no use of um, uh, doing, uh, making another date, booking another date, you know, and um, it's going to be a very, very tough situation uh, to recover from. But, you know, with everything bad that comes, you always may have to make the best out of it, you know. I mean, you can be at home with no clients, yes. But I think uh, for me as a makeup artist personally, and I think for other makeup artists, this is a really good time to actually um, sharpen your makeup skills. I mean, we are in lockdown, yes, but you can always use uh, one of your family members or even yourself as a muse to actually try out new looks and, you know, try, uh, you know, different looks to add to to to, to your profile, you know, and um with me as well, I had um, I, I I had one-on-one -on -one sessions uh, with clients, whereby any clients that would want to um, work on their makeup skills for themselves, um, I would do one-on-one -on -one, uh, with uh, those kind of clients. And since the lockdown, I've actually opted to uh, start doing virtual um, that is online. 
um one-on-one sessions so um there's still some form of a uh, stream of money that is coming in but uh, online you don't have to be a liker to like things so like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Facebook. And follow them in brackets, voice of bits. <laughs> You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Welcome back to the Business Buzz. We are talking about uh, the small uh, business survival toolkit. This is uh, part two um, of uh, you know of this series that we're doing just around what's going on in the small business sector. Um, ever since COVID-19 started to dominate our lives. And we are um, here on the line with uh, Lebo Pasha, who is the general manager at the African Management Institute, uh, together with um, Duduzin Tlovu, who is uh, founder and CEO of Vision uh, Future Hub Beauty Spa. Um, Lebo, I just want to now shift to the interventions. Uh, I think just before the break, you had uh, already started touching on you know some of these issues, things like um, record keeping. Um, you guys have been putting together, you know, boot camps and that sort of thing. And I understand you've been a very busy man. And uh, can you give us a sense of what uh, the last couple of months have looked like for you? So the last couple of months have been really, really busy for us. I think um, in March, when we realized the extent of the COVID pandemic and the potential impact. Um, on, on on some of our clients being um, micro enterprises, being startups, micro enterprises and SMEs, um, and also large corporations, we took a step back um, at AMI and decided to try and look for a way in which we could contribute to helping these businesses survive. So one of the key things for us this year was trying to find a way that we could touch and help as many SMEs um, survive the COVID crisis. So we looked at what we do best, which is supporting SMEs, and we developed the COVID survival uh, bootcamp, which consists of a webinar, a 90-minute webinar, and um, two weeks of online access to tools that support uh, the concepts that are learned in this webinar, as well as an online community where um, we've had people from all across the African continent um, collaborate and talk and and build a online community so since the beginning of march when we started doing these boot camps we've had registrations from 47 countries globally um we've had 3700 registrations for the webinar and um we've managed to to impart really valuable tools and skills so the focus of that particular webinar was on scenario planning, which is focused on um, making decisions in times of uncertainty. We looked at risk management and risk mitigation. And then finally, we looked at cash flow forecasting. So the goal um, with that bootcamp was to help any entrepreneur out there, any business owner, um, really better understand what sort of runway they have in terms of the cash they have in their business, how long their business would survive with the current cash, and also how different scenarios or um, different um, variables would affect their business. One of the variables we looked at is how long the lockdown would be and what the shape of the lockdown will be. And we looked at those sort of things to help a business owner make decisions around things like their team, um, things like infrastructure, what infrastructure do they need, um, understanding better what their customers need as well, um, keeping contact with customers, their suppliers. But it's, it's a very holistic, short and impactful program to help any person out there, especially people still in the tourism sector who, who haven't opened fully, deal with the uncertainty around the lockdown and ensure that they make impactful decisions going forward. And your journey with Mdudruzi? So our journey with Mduduzi um, started last year when he participated in one of our programs and um, him together with an organization um, in Soweto called SILA. Um, so our relationship with them started last year with him attending one of our programs called Grow Your Business. It's now been revamped and called Survive to Thrive, but he was one of the participants in the program. and. Ndubu had a couple of challenges, one of them being that he wanted to um, 
his business had grown over the years, but he wanted to now formalize a lot of things in his business, so build in processes and deal with some of the issues that he had in his business. So I'll, I'll let him speak to the detail, but some of the highlights that I saw when I met with him and I visited the salon in Deep Blue is that he looked at rebranding and also looked at partnerships on how he could work with the other businesses in his area to increase all of their business. So looking at a shared value model um, to increase business in the area and also looking at alternative revenue streams and different business models. So I've seen a huge change in the way he conducts his business and also um, in the way that he's working with his team as well because the focus of the program was not just developing the owner but developing the team as well. Does your take on on this? Uh, how how has your experience been? You know, just sort of going through, uh, you know, some of these you know support programs because we hear a lot of people trying to trying to help um, businesses uh, around the country, and sometimes it's questionable whether or not they actually are receiving the help or not. Um, you know, what's what's your take? Um. Um. I'm very much happy to to have met Ignatius as one of a, a business partner because what I what I did um, I sell few of my shares of my company so luckily Ignatius is an accountant by profession so he said to me uh, you are trading with the skill you know how to do hair you are a hairdresser and a professional I'm an accountant but what I would love you to do go and learn more about the, the office or about the accounting side of things, about the business. So when I went to AMI, I've, I've, I've realized that there were a lot of things that we were doing wrong or I was doing wrong as a business person. One, I was self-employed instead of being an entrepreneur. So I, I will sit at the saloon the entire day. I will do the booking I will do the banking, I will do the stock, I will do everything. So I couldn't delegate, even if my staff were there. I, I, I was having two of my staff members, but I, I would I prefer to do everything on my own, which was very bad for business. For instance, if I'm sick, the business can't operate because the, the business uh, uh, depend on me instead of uh, the business being able to, to, to operate on its own. So when I was at AMI, what I did, I did a course of uh, bookkeeping. So I also went to one of our business partners, which is uh, ORT, and inquire if they can uh, source me an administrator, which is an intern. So they will pay the, the, the intern on their side so what I will do, I will share my experience of bookkeeping to that uh, particular uh, receptionist and intent to say now, with or without me, the business must continue. So it's more putting systems in place for your business to continue to operate. So now I, I don't need to be on a, a salon on a day-to-day -day unless I have bookings. So I will be able to focus on other businesses that I'm involved in. So AMI has has, has put those uh, working tools which were helpful because I will print and explain to the lady, this is how we're going to do things. This is how I'm going to do our, our, our banking. If, if, if we're banking weekly, this is how we're going to do it. If we're banking a uh, fortnight, this is how we're going to do it. And then these are our creditors, these are our debtors. So it's a lot of uh, office than the skill that we, we we trade with or the service that we're offering. But our office, I can easily say now, it's becoming or it's been in shape. Because if, if you ask me how many clients do I see in a month, I'll be able to, see, to tell you how many clients do I see because we've invested in a booking app that will be able to calculate all those things for us. It makes it easier for, for the receptionist as well. And right now, in terms of uh, where things are going, I remember earlier on you were saying that you feel like it's a bit too early um, to sort of assess or try to see 
what what the business is actually looking like you know since you guys were able to operate again what are you actually excited about you know going forward we often hear about all the bad things going on right now with businesses but what are you excited about in your business um what we did we introduced our reintroduce ourselves to our customers that we are back and then they've started doing their bookings so the next week is looking good uh, in terms of our our, our appointments so i will be retaining because our uh, we were only two of us it's me and the reception lady and i mean three of us and and my baba so now i'll be retaining the nail technician because we've created a combo i will be retaining the the the, the other lady for for plating it's winter people want to plant so now at least our team will will now have work to do unlike calling them back to work where there will be no clients so remember there will be transport fee and everything so i said to them let me go back with few of my staff members and regroup so that when the appointments start to flow in i will then call you back guys because remember we will be working strictly per appointment no mask no entry no appointment no no attendance so that's what we were doing just to inform our customers the new way of doing things that we will be strictly taking appointments according to the regulation of 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 uh the government so that there will be no waiting area so a client will come be as uh, attended and leave now, Lebo, just judging from uh, the, the the confidence that um, Duduzi talks with when it comes to his business and the structures that um, they have in place, it does sound like, you know, you have a, a, a I, I think the, the, the term that's commonly used, you have a, a satisfied customer uh, on your hands. Um, so in terms of when you see some of these stories, we actually see things um, happening, uh, the sort of people putting some of the tools that you guys are are advocating for into place um what what does that actually you know sort of do for you guys does that does it sort of help you to keep going uh do you find some of these experiences as a way to maybe improve um, your courses how 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 does it make you feel no it definitely makes us feel really good um this is why we do what we do we want to see impact and even the way our, our programs are structured, they're structured for impact. So it's not about um, uh, people writing evaluations or tests or exams and passing those and, and not being able to apply their knowledge. We want people to, to find tools that they can use practically in their business today. So Du's story is, is very inspirational for us. Even now during COVID, um, he has participated in our COVID survival boot camp we've done a second boot camp now called reboot which looks at readapting your business looking at innovation in the new normal i hope you'll also attend that one um but we, we we're really proud of what he's done so far and not just um his progress uh we're in a very tough economy right now also his resilience i think that's something really to be um to be noted by everybody he's he's an extremely resilient business person he's been doing this for a while and then i understand there is uh an upcoming one this uh on friday um yes we've got um track two of our boot camps which look at innovating in the new normal and we look at the next steps around how to reboot your business how to relaunch if you need to relaunch your business, how to drive new sales, and also helping people. Um, most business people focus on the day-to-day of running. Uh, business owners focus on the day-to-day running of their business. They focus on, on today and next week and month end, but they don't really have time to step back and strategize. And this is the time to do it, especially because things have changed. So we also look at things like rapid market testing, how do you test whether your product or service is still relevant in the market or whether you could shift a bit and um, capture a new market that has been created by the pandemic or will be there post-COVID because we're already talking about post-COVID. Um, so 
yes, we invite Du and all the other entrepreneurs out there to to register for this um, on our website. Um, Duduzi, what what is your advice for other business people? Because um, you had the uh, you know the unfortunate position of uh, having to close your business because of the lockdown but you know you sound confident about the future so what's your advice uh, just for other business people to keep um, you know their hopes up and actually execute on some of the strategies that they're coming up with um, my advice is guys um, a lot has been happening before COVID the, the compliance is the key. Because remember, in our industry, as beauty industry, we're more trading with our skills. But the difficult part is, you know how much do you make on a daily, monthly, weekly? Uh, the turnover of your business. That will also be a, a challenge or you, you, you can be able to create targets for yourself and to delegate, it's so important. You can't be an all-rounder when you want to grow a business or a brand. You need to you need to have people that will assist you. You need to have uh, expertise people in, in, in your business for you to see the growth. So what I did, it's definitely that, that I cannot be doing everything on my own while I need to create job for other people. Because the problem is, how am I going to pay this person? So when you cost your pricing of your services or your product, you cost all those things that uh, this is for levies and, and, and. So the costing is so important. You cannot be doing a service of 100 rand while the, the total cost of it is 500 rand. So you're running at a loss. So the costing is so important, which I only get to understand when I was uh, when I'm attending at AMI that there are a lot of factors in the business that it's out there, but you keep on ignoring it. So for 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 our industry to bounce back, try and regroup and refocus on your office more than the service that you you offer. You'll get to see whether you are growing the business or not. But I'm definitely sure once they can, because what I can say, I'm, I'm a pilot project for our SILA organization. So what I did, what we did with Ignatius was do go and attend this course. Come back and implement in your business so that we will show our members that this thing, guys, is happening. So when we say to them, go and join AMI, I will be someone that they will be looking up and say this thing it's 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 doable if you can do it so can you mm. very wise words uh walking uh walking the talk uh that's uh, what mdudrizi is saying uh lebo you have the last word on this conversation i think the last time um we actually engaged on this uh topic um in our first episode around the, the survival toolkits for small businesses i remember you and irene giving us uh, some insights into what was going on in the sme space both locally um and in africa so what's your outlook going forward you know just in terms of uh um, the, the small business sector across the continent, where do you sort of see things going? So um, the big difference I think from the last time is we have, we saw the economy open up um, open up substantially from level 5 to, to now at level 3 but we're also seeing the caseload for COVID increasing quite sharply which means that um, we might not be legally at a level five, but um, in substance, we will be because people will be staying home. They won't be shopping as much. Um, they will be behaving as they probably did under level five. So the big shift now is um, a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs are realizing there are definitely opportunities. Um, they need to reconnect with their customers, understand their customer needs, um, get more insights around what their customer pains are, and also understand what their own resources and their knowledge is and how they can leverage that 
to create new business lines, new products, new services. So um, I definitely urge all of the entrepreneurs out there to really start thinking really hard about a post-COVID world because um, next year will be that post-COVID world, hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully that will be a post-COVID world that we'll be walking into in 2021. So that was us with uh, Lebo Pasha, who is a business strategist and general manager for Southern Africa at the African Management Institute. Uh, just giving us, uh, you know, part two of, uh, you know, survival toolkits for, you know, small businesses, uh, just telling us about what they've been doing in their, in their boot camps and uh, just coming in with, uh, Mududuzin Lovu, who is the founder and CEO of Vision Future um, Hub uh, Beauty Spa, just uh, you know, giving us that practical example, you know, because we often, as I said just now, we often hear of people trying to help businesses uh, to grow and to thrive, but you know, what we've actually you know been privy to today in in today's discussion, um, we actually see the theory and the practice, you know, working hand in hand that you know these programs actually can work i think it's uh, it's definitely a good thing uh, we're just highlighting the fact that um there there might be some tension uh, for businesses going forward because um officially we're not at level five but in essence in practice um we're closer to that than we were you know to the softer level three that we started the month of june in uh but uh, also at the same time Duduzi just talking about the fact that he is uh, confident about uh, you know the future of his business and also just talking about the power of uh, having having relationships with people not doing everything by yourself and going out into the world to gain uh, that knowledge and that experience that will actually help you to grow so that's been it in terms of uh, this uh, you know this discussion very fascinating um, it's always good to just you know see and hear um, what's going on on the ground on the other side of this we come to the end of the show keep it locked this is the business buzz you're tuned in to the business bus. So that's been it for this edition of the Business Buzz. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening. Uh, thank you to Mduduzi and Lebo for sharing their insights with us. It was actually pretty good to hear, um, you know, someone like Mduduzi talking about their business. Um, firstly, how it was before COVID, how it was impacted during COVID. Um, the fact that he actually, you know, cut down on stuff. Uh, but now that they've, uh, you know, reopened and starting to operate again, he is actually hopeful about what the future holds. Uh, more than anything else, just that idea of, you know, the teamwork and actually going out to actually equip yourself uh, with the skills and then shout out to Lebo uh, he is, uh, you'll know him he is one of our financial experts who often gives us our business wrap but today he was coming in wearing a different cap uh, telling us about the work that they are doing with the African Management Institute and the boot camps and workshops that they are having for small business owners trying to help them to adapt to this new time and uh, reimagine, reconfigure what their businesses might be looking like in the future going forward. Now, the small business sector is a very uh, important part of the economy in terms of a GDP contribution by some estimates is more than half of the country's um, GDP and is a big employer, um, a significant employer of people. So it's a sector that definitely needs to be supported and it's very sad when you hear about some of the things going on like the fact that by some measures um, less than you know one to two percent of the 200 billion that was earmarked for businesses around South Africa as part of the government's um, stimulus package actually has not gone to you know small to small to medium enterprises which is a very sad um state of affairs as we said very important um part of the economy so let us know what you think are you a business owner um what was your experience like i think that was also another interesting thing to hear from duduzi just his experience actually trying to get um the funding that government had actually set aside his experience because it's something that we spent 
time um, during uh, the last couple of weeks um, trying to tackle, you know, getting that money from the government for individuals and businesses. So that's been it for today. Remember that you can engage with us. Let us know what you think. Um, on Facebook, we are VowFM. That's Voice of Vits. You can also find our other Facebook page. That is the Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VowFM. And then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. So remember that uh, you can also search for us on iona.fm for podcasts and all our links, you can find them there. And then for the rest of our content, you can find it on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. So for today, that's it. Uh, thank you so much to our amazing team. Our technical producer is Kutranu Serame, together with our executive producer, Glory Mabuza, and our producer, Slinde Mulsibi. would like to uh, welcome back, uh, you know, Simba Honde, who, you know, uh, has been part of our team last year, and he recently came back to the fold. Don't miss the business by the same time, same place next week uh, for more insights into the world of business. And make sure you don't turn that down uh, because there's more great content coming up on the Val FM lineup. So for myself, Mdio Mob, Justice Gavaza, and the rest of the team, it is good evening. It is uh, somewhat in the afternoon. So take care. Mob Justice on the Business Buzz. The Business Buzz Podcast.